I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. We're going to talk about a very weird subculture of men online, incels, involuntary celibates. And the person who's going to explain to you a little bit more about what they are, what they do, what their little subculture thing is made up of. Professor Ross Henfler, thanks so much for joining the show this evening. Thank you for having me. Now, what is an incel? Incels are a group of men who who interact pr- predominantly online, who have not had sexual or romantic relationships for women with women for a very long time and they're not very happy about this and so many of them as they're chatting with one another online they espouse very sexist very misogynist viewpoints and is there a reason why they are in this group like can they not have sex no i think they're perfectly capable of having sex but they feel they've been rejected by women over and over again so there's sort of a sense of entitlement on their part Um, to having a sexual relationship and for whatever reason that hasn't happened. Where does the term incel come from? Well, the term stands for involuntarily celibate. So these are men who would like to be sexually active but just have not been able to to secure a partner and uh, are often fairly upset and depressed about that. It's a bit of a strange one though. Do people openly label themselves as incels? They do, yeah. This is, uh, I mean, not all of them do, but many of them do, and they recognize that they have uh, something in common with one another, and in some ways, it can serve as sort of a support system, you know, where they can share their frustrations and feel part of a larger community, but unfortunately, in many ways, it's it turns into a forum for sort of rehashing the same stereotypes about uh, temptress women who have all of this power over men and refuse, you know, to have sex with them. I was just going to say, I've read so much about this. I've actually looked into some of the groups. I haven't actually gotten involved in any of the groups for that reason, because it's kind of terrifying. I don't feel that they are looking for a woman. I think they're more... Um, annoyed that they can't probably control them themselves yeah i do think a lot of the a lot of it does stem back to the issue of control i mean men uh, and i'm speaking here of predominantly heterosexual cisgender men are taught that part of being a real man is to uh, to experience sexual conquest you know to be sexually successful with a woman and this is a standard that's reinforced mostly by other men this is a standard that's created by men so there's a bit of irony that men are trying to live up to this standard that 
in a sense is is created by men and yet they are blaming women for not being able to live up to the standard that frustration is very real and i can sympathize with the unrealistic expectations that are placed upon men but they the incels really paint themselves as victims uh, you know in in a, in societies where men typically have a great deal of power right so and what's the story with as well cuz having a look at, at what the incels strive to be and there was a, I think an article that came out about even some of the cosmetic procedures that they're they're wanting to get done who is this mythical chad feature or chad person that they speak about yeah chad is their derogatory label for a high status good looking man who is sexually successful who is probably also successful you know in in the business world or career wise and so this is this the chad represents the unattainable um, you know, paragon of masculinity that the incels feel that they're compared to. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of jealousy there uh, and a lot of frustration that these men who the incels paint as sort of shallow and just in many ways genetically lucky to look a certain way that women find attractive, there's, a, there's just a lot of frustration, um, you know, expressed by the incels. It's weird. I have a friend who um, says he has this problem with women because he's not tall enough. So he's five foot seven and he's actually saving up at the moment to get, you know, his legs broken to, to get a few inches put on or I don't know what they do, but very dangerous procedure, I guess. But um, he'd often kind of, I'd say, find women look down on him or quite literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, he, he gets really annoyed and thinks that uh, women are this and that and it's because he's small and they don't care about him. And it, like kind of portraying some of the characteristics of an incel, I guess. Um, do you think there's more to it, like mental health kind of issues associated with people that think like this? Or is this a real issue? Well, uh, that's a tough question. I do think it's a real issue, and I hesitate to put these kinds of broad patterns, you know, um, to, to sort of suggest that they're due to mental health reasons, because from my point of view as a scholar of masculinity, scholar of gender, is that misogyny is still fairly alive and, and rampant, you know, in many social contexts in many countries. And so the, the, the feeling of having to live up to a certain standard of masculinity, that's very real. And again, I'm sympathetic, you know, to men who feel frustrated that this standard exists, the standard that the only way to be a real man is to be athletic, to be tough, to be aggressive, to be successful, and to be sexually desirable to women. So I, you know, there, that's an actual problem. The, the issue is, is that there's a sense on the part of many men, not just incels, there's a sense of aggrieved entitlement. And what I mean by that is that men, in particular heterosexual, you know, white men in many Western uh, countries, have come to expect a certain standard of life, have come to expect certain privileges. And now in, in 2019, we exist you know, in societies where women, people of color, trans people have been demanding greater recognition and rights. Um, and so there's a sense on the part of some of these men that this privilege that they've enjoyed is now under threat. Uh, and this is against the backdrop of economic insecurity. 
Um, so I really, I do feel like incels, but even this broader backlash is in many ways a result of changing societies over the past 40 or 50 years, and many men simply not really coming to grips with that. In your opinion, and from how you've looked at these incels, when incels maybe, when you take it to the extreme, what are some of the worst things that you have come across happening or seeing? The vast majority of incels will simply interact online and, you know, and, and spout off in misogynist and often very racist ways. But there are some instances where incels have engaged in mass violence and in mass killings. And I'm not going to name any names because mm. I prefer, you know, not to give them the notoriety yeah. that they seek. But, you know, we've certainly seen that a number of times in the U.S. We've seen it in Canada. Uh, we've seen it, you know, in a number of places. So, again, I, I don't want to be overly alarmist, you know, in that. Uh, and, and, and I certainly don't want to suggest that most or even many incels are about on the verge of perpetrating a mass shooting. But that is sort of a logical extension of some of their revenge fantasies. And, and in many ways, you know, the, the most hyper-masculine response to feelings of uh, frustration and lack of control. It's funny because I was chatting to Saoirse just uh, about this a little bit earlier on, and I had, um, when you say the word incel, you know, people are angry about not getting enough sex. Um, the first thing that sprang to mind was, you know, these pickup artists back in maybe the, the middle 2000s and stuff like that, 2000, 2005, there's a lot of people bringing out, you know, the book, the game and stuff like that. And a few of my mates got hugely, hugely involved in trying trying to become more successful with women because as you said that there was like a key defining feature of being a man was you have to be good you have to sleep mm -hmm. with loads and loads of women but I just remember the whole they always try to make this excuse that you know they always lean on the evolutionary biology angle of it well you know you got to be strong and aggressive and athletic and maybe there's, there's certain truths to that but that was all an excuse but I just found when it came down to it as you mentioned earlier on the framework that they operated was from it's a game and I'm going to win and they're going to lose so it, it always seems to that from the paradigm in which they're going to operate in and that kind of stuff it's always it's never an, an equal playing field and they never see I don't see never see women as their equals but they see women to conquer and to have a notch on their bedpost as opposed to maybe something more I realistic know, realistic or respectful I suppose if that makes sense yeah that's right I know I think that's you know that captures a lot of what's going on you know the irony here is that the path to greater fulfillment and freedom actually goes from my point of view through a lot of feminist ideals you know these these beliefs that we carry around about what it means to be men and women or masculine and feminine you know those change and shift over time those are not uh, stamped on our biology they are not a perfect result of our evolution it's it's not that biology has nothing to do with it but we create the social meanings around masculinity and femininity what it means to be a man or a woman or non-binary today is different than what it means you know what it meant a hundred years ago and can vary between cultures so the empowering thing here is I think that we have the possibility to deconstruct and reconstruct what it means to be human beings, to even, you know, to be even a bit more radical, to get rid of this gender binary entirely. 
Um, but of course, that would, you know, that would require quite a shift and really goes against this feeling of aggrieved entitlement and sort of the How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. ...competitive aspect that you identify around sex and sexuality. I think like social media has a lot to, to play in this, but even yeah. as, a, as, a, as a girl, you're looking at beautiful women every single day and you wish you had a body like them and you looked like them. And, you know, cosmetic surgery is pretty big in Ireland as well. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. bigger in the States, but, you know, everyone's getting breast implants or, you know, a nose job or Botox or whatever it might be. But I just don't think it's the same. Um, there wouldn't be kind of a group of women setting up a... I don't even know what a female version would be. (laughs) Fem cell. Yeah, fem cell. That just wouldn't happen. Angry fem cells. Do you know what I mean? No, and that's that's a good point. And I think that there's a danger here in, in accidentally sort of validating false equivalencies. And what I mean by that is, as, as you point out, girls and women have, for many generations, felt in intense pressure to live up to certain beauty standards, to standards of kind of an emphasized femininity. I mean, and that is incredibly intense, uh, you know, even in 2019. And so, you know, the question comes up, well, don't men also feel some of these pressures? And of course, yes, of course there are standards, but to suggest that these pressures are felt equally uh, when you're talking about, you know, broad groups of men and women, to suggest that the impacts are, are the same, you know, is it just goes against everything that we observe socially. So. 
you know, I think there, uh, we have to be really careful. We can acknowledge that, yes, of course there are pressures to be men and masculine in particular ways, but that is not at all the same thing. And as I think you rightly point out, uh, women's reaction to this uh, because, um, you know, because of the lack of social power, generally speaking, is nowhere near on the order of, you know, the power exercised by incels and other groups of men. If there is a lot of, you know, incels listening right now, probably via their laptop or online player who are in the middle of Call of Duty or whatever it is that they play, and I'm, again, grossly generalizing here, what, <laughs> um, what advice would you have to angry young, young sexually deprived incel, incel men who, who are listening? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I would acknowledge that people can feel pain and frustration and that that is, you know, a, a somewhat common experience. Uh, I would, first of all, suggest that responding in very sexist or misogynist ways is intensely counterproductive if one is, you know, hopeful to finding a, a partner. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the exact wrong way of going about it. Um, and I, I think that there's a bit of a myth uh, out there that, you know, that the incels have have fueled in that women, broadly speaking, are really judgmental and shallow uh, and, as I said earlier, sort of these temptresses that expect only a certain kind of man. Um, and that's just not the case. I mean, you can go into any community and find people of all sexes that that either do or don't live up to certain beauty standards and they are partnered they you know they are sexually active um so i think you know the the path forward is actually breaking down what it means to be a man not responding by reinforcing the very you know the very negative aspects of masculinity um that create these unrealistic standards in the first place. Yeah, we're not all bad people. Well, I don't know. Now, come know? on. I mean, you're temptress as tempting men. All so. I want in a man, by the way, Ross, is someone who can drive a car, uh, <laughs> someone who has a job, and someone who's nice. Unrealistic standards, Saoirse. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask for. Can't all work, okay? I don't want a big, strong, mussy man who's going to save the world. I just want someone to be regular and nice. That's right, yeah. I mean, I think that's what most of us look for in a partner, whether that's a sexual partner, uh, temporarily, or a long-term partner. Um, you know, it's, it's not that. It's, the standards aren't out of our reach. Right, okay. Well, it's fascinating. And I know, because I know there's, you know, some of these incels are actually getting cosmetic surgery to look like Chad. Um, or their yeah. ideal of Chad, which is kind of a weird... It is. It's like chiseled extreme jaw way. Yeah. the likes. Do you know what I saw, actually? Just, sorry for keeping you too long. I saw one of the most ridiculous products ever advertised online was promoted by one of these like fitness influencers, bodybuilder type guys online, which would have you know, tens of thousands of 15 to 24-year-old male fans, whatever. But it was uh, an exercise tool for your mouth to give yourself a more defined and chiseled jawline. So you had to bite what? down on this thing like for five to ten minutes a day. And all you'd be doing would be like, mm, 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 mm. and again, trying to give you that Chad defined jawline. And I was like, ah, lads, come on. We, we've, we've, gotten, we've gone a little bit too far here now, haven't we? That's right. And I mean, there's such a commercial aspect to some of this stuff as well. Um, 
and uh, you know every woman knows this extremely well that there are you know five billion products marketed to try to fit some you know standard of white uh, middle class beauty, and of course there are products marketed towards towards men as well on a vastly different scale. Um, so, yeah, I mean, another message to the incels, I guess, is to ask, well, who's making the money? Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> well, the only good thing for equality is that now we're both, you know, the sexes, for want of a better word, are getting hammered with uh, unrealistic beauty expectations and also getting uh, skinned of our money to try and fill in those gaps that they've created for and us. And then we all end up looking the same anyway. <laughs> all going around with amazing jaws <laughs> yeah. and, and eyebrows and noses. So I think we should go back to basics. No makeup, no surgery, Everyone no nothing. Everyone's just really hairy living in a cave and we'll just take from there and exactly. try and reset it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we laugh, but that's kind of what I, you know, what I suggest is is really a more fundamental questioning of the expectations that we put upon one another and the power relationships that those expectations, um, you know, su- support. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, uh, you know, a more egalitarian, you know, egalitarian society in terms of gender and sexuality will lead to a more fulfilling, you know, society for everyone. And that's, it's, it's hard for people to, men in particular, white men especially, you know, to really accept that given that it seems like we just live in a dog-eat-dog, cutthroat, competitive world. But that's a very masculine world, um, and it's not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not "quote unquote" natural. We actually have some power to change that. Yeah, and that attitude I always find—it's a very American attitude. That kind of because obviously the shining light of capitalism is all about—you know—you got to make every dollar. You're a self-made man. You're a self-made millionaire, and you got to go out and fight for yourself. I always find that that's kind of. Not that America doesn't have a sense of community, but America's for yourself, number one, and at all costs, you have to kind of hammer through everyone else, you know? Yeah, no, that's absolutely, absolutely the case. <laughs> There's an intense individualism. Yeah. And so, you know, again, the, you know, if you sort of zoom out a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit surprising that this many decades after the second wave of feminist movements really got rolling, and that you know that we do see more women in the states and elsewhere represented in in politics and business in the military and sport etc it maybe it shouldn't be surprising but it is still surprising to me that we're still having these same conversations that there's been such a backlash to those rather incremental gains and that's in part because of this self-made manhood uh, particularly in the states you know that you rise or fall by your own merits and if it's simply harder given the global economy um, you know to to fulfill that that sort of economic business warrior role that breadwinner role part of the result is an intense backlash Fascinating, yeah. isn't it? And I'm sure we'll probably be having more of these types of conversations in the near future. But um, Professor Ross Hanfled, thanks very much for coming on um, this evening. And where come, uh, could somebody find maybe more information about your research or do you have a website or Twitter handle or anything we can plug? Sure, I'm just Ross Hanfler on Twitter and you can find me at the Grinnell College website. Perfect, thank you very thank much for popping so on much. this evening. Okay, thanks for having me. Take care.